Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show based on a comic book or comic book property. I am your host for the evening, Taylor. I just want to apologize for our listening audience in advance. I bit the side of my tongue earlier and have a mouth full of blood. With me, as always, is Ryan. What um, uh, taste bud group is that? I think Did it's... you hit the bitters? <laughs> yeah, I got the bitters and the Angosturas. Oh, you know they're going to be complaining about that. <laughs> also with me is Greg. Sorry, I, I couldn't wait just two more seconds for you to nope. introduce me. I have to say, the look of your mouth just full of blood is yeah. so metal. It's just dripping. This off. is Andrew WK and it, level. And it rad. tastes like metal. Iron, to be specific. Also with me is Mike. When we want to party, we will party hard. What's that? That's I was, Andrew WK. I was listening to Gregory. Yeah, cool. That's I, Andrew uh, WK, who makes I just, fucking great-ass party metal music. I just nodded, because I was like, yeah, Definitely, Andrew WK. Mm-hmm. You would love or hate him. There's no I'm, in between. I am surprised you don't know about and are like the biggest proponent of Andrew. It, is he your older brother? <laughs> yes. <laughs> my my younger brother is named Andrew, and his name is WK because oh. it stands for Whittle Kid. I have I'm to a say, big fan. That's what he looks like with the blood mouth. So maybe yeah. it's the yeah. same guy. I think <laughs> that when you run across yourself or like people who are just you're like you, and doppelganger, you're, like, you're doppelgangers. You just you can't see them. You know, yeah. like he has probably seen Andrew WK John a million Cena. times, but like there's nothing there. And yeah. if you do see them, I think automatically you fight to the death. Sure. There can be only one. It's highly And then the, the, the winner takes the power. Of yeah, the exactly. Yeah. Because I, mean, I only know two guys who love ridiculous partying while being sober, and it's Andrew WK and Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Me and him would probably get along, but artistically would just be like opposites, like we're yin and yang. And if we ever are in the room together, uh-huh. we will just explode in, in the universe. Plus your seven bottle of blood capsule habit a day. That has to have something to do with this. No, 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 no. no, no. We, we should just ignore that for no, sure. No, I think it, that's not a problem for me. How mm. did you? Did you sneeze weird? How did you bite that tongue? I was eating trail mix. Oh, and so I got, got a little too hungry. Trail oh mix. man, I got too killer. <laughs> I got way too into that trail mix. Listen, it, it took me a trail of pain. It's it's it took me. Do you guys ever do the worst thing that you can ever do to yourself or your life and look at the nutrition facts of trail mix? Oh, it's awful. It's it might as well be like three bags of McDonald's. Because you're supposed to eat it on the trail. Right, it's and that's what I use it for. I burn and you yeah. eat, you're supposed to eat like like a little handful, and then like you walk a mile oh. uphill, and then eat like another little. Instead of what I do, which is first of all, I get the one that's like a deconstructed candy bar. Uh-huh. It's yeah. just like M and M's, peanuts, peanut butter, chocolate chips, a single raisin. Yeah, one raisin in there, which you just flick out, <laughs> and then just basically drink it as if it's a beverage. Uh-huh. Just while you're on the down. couch. Well, you're just sitting on the couch or toilet. Now I need a Gatorade to wash it down. <laughs> but just like juice, I think there's a lot of people who buy it as a healthy alternative right. snack. Oh, yeah, but for sure. There's no. also like OG trail mix is just like walnuts, pecans, peanuts. But even that, even that is like more calories than you should consume if you were just going to sit down. If you're just going to sit down. But that's way better than the eight different kinds of chocolate trail Sugar. Mix. The other thing, too, yeah. is that when people say like nuts are a good snack. It's like the when you go to the bin and you get like the unsalted just uh-huh. shell nuts. These nuts are put through a ton of salt. Yeah, I think they sure. uh, cover them in uh, Oreo cream. Mm-hmm. Like they're disgusting. Yeah, they're like deep fried butter of the trail mix community. Yeah, yeah, and they t- and they take too much water to right. grow. We should say that because we're from California. That's I didn't That's know where that. The happy cows are. How much water do nuts take? One almond takes one gallon of water. I almost said milk because I said gallon. <laughs> one <laughs> yeah. gallon of milk. One almond <laughs> takes one gallon is, is, of milk. Is that where almond milk comes from? One cow, That's all the milk that they use for almonds. One cow drinks 20 gallons of water a day, which is that's where almonds take so much water. I heard an interesting uh, fact about milking <laughs> stools yesterday. Do you guys want to hear the interesting fact I heard about milking stools? Hold on. Taylor, time out. Wait, is milking stools what happens when I drink milk? <laughs> we have to get away from this thing where if somebody brings up a, like a topic or a fun fact, we just have to listen to it. I just want to talk real quick. Do we really have to sit through a milking stool fact right now? Should you know we what? We don't. For a break? We, can, we don't. Can we just like, let's just all agree. protest? Let's yeah. get like let's I want to fight against this. We won't Comic let him talk. Books. Yeah. Okay. Comic. Let's books. go back. Let's Comic go back. Books. All right. Well, since I'm not giving my my milking stool facts, no. Now I want to hear it. Now I really want to hear it. Nope. You can't hear Son it. Son of a bitch. But I we're just gonna got led by the crowd. I would love to hear it. Nope. It's not gonna happen. We really shot ourselves in the foot here, gentlemen. Yeah. You really shot yourself in the fourth foot that the milking stool does not have your... Oh, we got the fact. Your, no, <laughs> that's a tease at the fact. Your main event is going to be Luke Cage but tonight. But why before we get to that, we're going to be giving away some shushies. Now we're here in the super serious shishy bullpen 
part of the show where we do whatever we want, but not really. It's very organized. This week, we are giving away more shishies, the most esteemed of awards that you can be presented with as a person working in comic book-based television. Yeah. Live action. Live action. We do whatever we want, and what we want to do is to hand out clear awards. Yeah. This they week, are very translucent. It's yeah. weird. You have to like remember. You have to look at the base because the award itself. <laughs> They're is based on Wonder word. Woman's plane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this week the award is going to Best Actor of a Television Series mm-hmm. that we watch. Now, gentlemen, are you ready for the nominees? I. You know, you always feel like you're ready, but then you hear them and you realize you were not because they make you so angry. I could use some more award show banter before the nominees. Should we not? Be standing for this? Should we all sit down on our milking stools and yeah, let's just all, like get let's, ready? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna stage. take a knee. I'm gonna take a oh, knee. Oh, you hear the troops? Wow, take a My knee. My ass. <laughs> I do feel like if somebody said you're gonna you're gonna now be hanging out with a with a troop, I don't think I hate that, but I'd feel awkward. I, I guess so. I support the troops, but I feel awkward I around. Support the them. troops hanging out other places. What do you yeah. do if you want to ask a troop to marry you? Oh yeah, right. You can't get down on the one knee. That's, that's not supporting. You just them can't at get all. You lay down straight. You do the Superman just on the ground. <laughs> so you guys don't want to hear the nominees, or? Well, how many of them are troops? Uh, exactly two. Two. Okay. It's a good race. Yeah. All right. Your first nominee and a troop from the <laughs> Punisher, John Bernthal. He is a troop. Now. Would this have shocked you guys to find out about before we watched The Punisher? Yes. Yes. Oh, 100%. Oh, listen. Or anyone that plays Frank Castle ever. If you came to me before we watched The Punisher and you said, the guy who plays The Punisher, who was best known for for being Shane on The Walking Dead, is going to be a nominee for Best Actor. You would have slapped that idiot right in the face. Yeah. He adds so much humanity to the role, and which I think is something that Punishers always try to do. And... Not done very well, typically, but he really does it. And humor? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, which is not to say that he's goofy. He's not a goof troop. But <laughs> <laughs> no, so he's not hanging out with Max and Pete. But he is a funny Punisher. Yeah, a Punisher. I, I think it's because they know... <laughs> Punisher. I think it's because <laughs> they know that he wouldn't crack wise like Spider-Man, but he yeah. has a dry humor. This is the first Marvel thing to be like, wait, there's other kinds of jokes other than like the MCU house of jokes. Wacky ass. You know? And the first Netflix... Marvel show that yeah. knows that there can be jokes. And it's Punisher. And, and it's Punisher. Punisher. <laughs> and I bet that this guy is weird and intense, and he's a normal human being, John Bernthal, so he's just like, well, here's how I am. Yeah. So I'll just be that with this shirt on. I don't know if he's going to win this award. It's a pretty prestigious award. It's got a really nice base. But are we willing to say right now that he surpasses Thomas Jane as the best Punisher of all time? I think so. And I'm the guy from Rome. That. And the guy from Rome and Dolph Lundgren. You mean the, Those young, are the, po- the young Pope? The young Pope himself, <laughs> Jude Law Jude as Law? Punisher. I am Jude Law. <laughs> All right, your next nominee for Best Actor from Lucifer, Tom Ellis. <laughs> okay, we <laughs> we love him. <laughs> we, we do. We love this show. He's, He's in there. He's very good. Detective. Do, would you feel bad if he won? <laughs> no. You <laughs> seem like you would. <laughs> he made, yeah, that you tone really of voice weird. says, yes, I would. <laughs> he had a really weird reaction to that. I just know he presses all of our specific buttons. Yeah. Look, Winona Earp and Riverdale and some of our shows, um, they have this quirk that could probably exist without some of the actors. Yeah. I think Tom Ellis is, is integral Aww. to this show. Yeah. And even though he doesn't do the John Barenthal stand in the street and scream things holding a skull, I think that he is. So I, I hope he wins. That episode so, about Tom Ellis is not going to win. Where he did You're a stupid Hamlet idiot. Was weird. But it, it, every bit of Lucifer that's good has to comes from him in one form or another. Yeah, the people who get better on Lucifer because they watch him and go, oh, and get closer to how he is. Yeah. Also, how much a best actor, and I think a lot, the answer to this question is a lot, is how to wear a suit. Oh, my God. Because that motherfucker wears a suit. This He's British, show, so it's in his blood. This show is tailored, y'all. Like, <laughs> the, he comes out in some suits sometimes that are breathtaking. Yeah. And he wears them well because he's thin and, as you said, British. Yeah. Thin and Brit. It works. Uh, it's crazy how integral being thin is to wearing a suit. Like yeah. I, it doesn't matter how good the tailor is, my gut will just pour out of any <laughs> shirt I wear. Your next nominee from Happy, Christopher Maloney. Oh fuck! No, he should win. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was very good. Uh, is this our most legit did, actor in superhero hour hour I, history? He, I feel like he did a similar thing to Punisher, but m- he leaned more into. Well, the he jokiness. Was Punisher the cartoon. Yeah. It it was like if you turned Punisher and put him on like Cartoon Network. Animaniacs. Yeah. Yeah. He Nick Sachs is 
would not exist without Frank Castle, for sure. I'm wondering, though, like trying to remember back in our reviews of Happy, if he started off strong and we loved everything he did, and then he, we either kind of like got over his shtick or he just ran out of stuff to do. No, I mean, my memory of it is that he, he had that ability to imbue every line with a little bit of that Maloney charm. And the show had weaknesses, but I don't think I don't think his shtick wore that. Thin. He ever succumbed to that? He was certainly up front right away, the best part of the show. Right. So I think other parts of the show maybe rose to meet him. Happy is one of the biggest parts of that. Like Patton Oswalt got better and better as that show went on. So did that character. And that ability as an actor to uh, infuse every single line with a little something yeah. is just something that we are not used to on this podcast. And you know, to us, it stands out in a, such an amazing way. In my opinion, this even surpasses Lucifer. And if you take this one player off this show, what, what happens? Like, what are you left with? What if you swap the actors? Patton Oswalt is the star and Maloney is happy? Nope. Tom Ellis as Nick and Christopher Maloney is Lucifer. That's a I good prefer- way to ruin two shows <laughs> at the same time. It's a real easy switch. Correction, Marge. Two shows. <laughs> <laughs> Your next nominee from The Tick... Peter Serafinowicz. Woo! The Tick? The Tick. This the tick is the himself? one. The Tick himself. This is the one I'm most excited about. Mr. Tick. This is... The Tick, I'd say, is... Big is, Tick is diffi- energy. Is, <laughs> fuck. You can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> in the middle of saying Sorry. Make us laugh. <laughs> this is the best version of The Tick yet. And that's no light thing to say. My fear is that there's just not enough... Like I'm, it's an honor to be nominated, but there's just not enough range here to take it home. Yeah. Every other actor we've mentioned has done so much more than Serafinowicz had to do in the Tick. He yeah. delivers lines goldenly. He's all right, not so bad fuck this guy. <laughs> he doesn't get the award. Your next nominee, from Legion, Dan Stevens. Well, that seems obvious. He's Mister Legion. Yeah, and this is last year's Mr. winner. Mister Legion. Yes. Like, he's. This is definitely a guy with like a legit actor and a role that takes. Legit acting. Also British. I don't want to shit on Legion this season of Legion, but doesn't this feel a little Meryl Streepy? Like, yeah. I mean, so I think it was a weaker season, but I don't think Stevens phoned anything in. He wasn't, but this one doesn't excite me like Tom Ellis winning. Not not even when you think of it as like this slow season long heel turn. Yeah. I thought that that was, was great. And it wasn't done with as much on the nose drama and suffering. This, you see this season, you see somebody become evil. And he does it in a really, like, understated way, well, which I think is hard to do. So many good villains we see, they think they're the hero. We're watching the hero become the villain yeah. in a way we haven't before. I, I'm not, like, talking legit criticism. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like, sitting at the award show excitement. Yeah. If he gets right. it, I feel like we know he's going to get it. Yeah, like, oh, for Jim sure. Parsons, sure. Yeah, another Jim Parsons award. Another Big Sheldon award, which <laughs> I personally do not want. They just call the Emmys the Jim Parsons Project now. <laughs> a Graham Parsons uh, Project reference, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you that's hire That's a superhero me. first. <laughs> All right, guys, that's your nominees. All right. That's no. them. Yeah. There's Okay, we mentioned a show, but we didn't mention the better actor on the show. The lead character. The Arthur of it all. I, I will say... Arthur was a, a really good actor in this. Yeah. But what the I, fuck did you do? But I feel like... Why did you leave him I, off? I feel like he has a similar problem just say his to... Just say he's nominated. To, guys, he's nominated. Oh! I just I don't remember go. many other actors who had to contend with like a suit that helps them fly but won't really but listen to that. I felt like he was also... He didn't have to do... A lot of heavy lifting. Probably yeah. a little bit more than The Tick, but... Well, The Tick was very strong. He did a lot of lifting. That's true. He was lifting shot over his head. Were you guys surprised to learn that this was not Elijah Wood? <laughs> Wait. Yeah. What? That's how good this guy is at This acting. is Elijah the Younger. Greg, you said that uh, for Peter Serafinowicz to stand out as The Tick, as the third Tick, uh-huh. is impressive, but have we ever had a good Arthur? To make no, Arthur matter? He the, is definitely the best Arthur by a billion. The second that he walked on, I in the... In the Amazon show, I was like, oh, here's something that we have to sit through. Yeah, You know, like, exactly. this is what we have to wade through to get more funny tick lines. And his whole storyline, is he crazy? Is he not? Is he not? Like, what his family has to take care of? Uh-huh. You know, what, like, how they have to handle him, how he's trying to live a normal life. That was the show. Yeah. Not just the best part, not the worst part, the entire well, premise. as you said, I think you said right when uh, it was announced, he's, he's the main character of the show. The tick is something that is ancillary to him. And yeah, it's the story of his weird family and what's going on with that that really is like the centerpiece of the show. Well, congratulations to him on being nominated all of a sudden. Oh, we got six wow, nominees. Yeah. Very nice. Honestly, did he win? That's the that's the only one that I would even include. Looking over the rest of the shows, 
main actors in these shows are hot garbage. Yeah. Well, they this emphasis on hot. The uh, the actresses really show these guys up. Yeah. Looking at like the two lists of the actresses from from last week, and this this is like so much better, or that they, they are so much better the women than 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 these men. There's a lot of actors I like that are on ensembles, so like yeah. it's hard to like get nominated for right. this award. And then there's a lot of actors that I think. I like because of how many episodes I've seen. Oliver like, Queen, the Stephen Amell. This is yeah. the yeah. Oliver Queen sentence I'm saying is that like he's great, he's serviceable, and he's a part of my life at this point. Yeah. Like he's just a part of my family. I have him tattooed on my back. But do you guys sometimes like almost hear his voice giving you advice when you don't know what to do? I often get told I failed the city or failed that stoplight. <laughs> or <laughs> all right, are you guys ready to find out who failed won marriage? the right. best actor award? Come on, Elijah. And Wood. the winner for best actor. Last year's winner, Dan Stevens. Wow, yeah. back to I'm not back. Mad. But do you see how like you don't have that right. no, fireworks in your tummy? Fun, no. Like it's not exciting, but I still think even a lesser than season of Legion is still one of the better shows that we watch, and he is the linchpin of that show. And I think he did a great job. Here's Congratulations, Dan Stevens. Come pick up your award whenever you want. Here's what I'm thinking. Uh we start a superhero hall of fame. Uh, our hour Hall of Fame. We put Dan Stevens in it. Mm. No longer eligible. I like that. They should do that with Meryl. Two in a row, right? That's yeah. too much. Yeah. And Th- no, much. I don't want that because that that disqualifies a whole bunch of stuff. Not to tell tales out of school, but I'm looking at last year's award. He didn't even come pick it up. Right. It's year. sitting right here. And that's I mean, yeah. so covered they... in dust. Who had on the chore chart? Dust to be fair, we did not invite him to come pick it up last year. So Dan, come by, pick up your award. Well, he was yeah. busy with Beauty and the Beast then. Oh, oh wait, wait, true. hold on. I'm hearing a car pull up outside of the studio. I think he's here to hey, pick hello. up two awards. I mean, well, get my award, I am. <laughs> That's his accent, I think. I yeah, hear yeah. Well, well uh, we're going to cut, and then we'll give him his award oh, off air. And then we will tell you all about how good he is. After this, Luke Cage. On the ninth episode of Luke Cage, Bushmaster finds out that Luke, Mariah, and the gang are holed up at the Rand building. So he and an army head over with only one grenade launcher. (laughs) The real fireworks happen before they get there, as Mariah gets to tell her deepest, darkest secret. Her daughter's father was gay, and her daughter is actually a product of incest and rape, and she tried to love her daughter but never really could figure that shit out. Then she grabs a gun. Taste buds, I ask you this. Was Mariah and Tilda seen closer to a Lifetime movie, or should we reconsider this year's Best Supporting Actress, Shishi? I went back and forth the entire conversation, Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't Alfre Woodard, if it wasn't like a an actress, like a capital A actress, yes. um, then I think it could have fallen apart. Because this, as crazy as this scene was, it was not the Luke and Claire scene yeah. from the first episode. That was just like pitch perfect acting yeah. and pitch perfect dialogue. This was a dump of emotions. This was a lot, and I. But it it was epic, right? Yeah, We're, I mean, it, I think they pulled it, and what it, the Olympic landing after. Some fumbles, some tumbles. Was her dazedly walking down the freeway with the gun, just like stone it? Like that sold. That retroactively sold everything else that it had. I'm gonna be honest. It did not sell it for me. Really? The no. gun part? The gun part? I, oh, I, the gun part made it legendary. No, the gun part to me was the thing that killed the entire oh, thing. No Same way. here. Well, the 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 scene of her shooting the gun specifically for me was so stupid because she's walking down a hall. And the bad guys are one at a time. Yeah, they uh-huh. were very. <laughs> I think it was the same guy, just like a <laughs> yeah, video it game. Yeah, it looked like the exact or a same carnival guy. game, right? Yeah. Like that was the same shot. <laughs> but yeah. it also like I because that bugged me at first, and then I thought about it. I was like, wait, you know, only your team has guns. Yeah, that one had to be an accident, and then you get. <laughs> but what you, I'm gonna give it a shot to. <laughs> what grabbing the gun meant was that we had been watching chained leashed Mariah, and now. And it was because of this one secret. Right. And now she ain't got fucking nothing to lose. There's uh, nothing else to hide. And grabbing that gun, I think that's what yeah. showed it all. It, it were, and it made me, when Shades found her, and they're like, we're going to kill everybody. Like, <laughs> I got so, like, chilled. Maybe maybe it's because I haven't been really keeping up with the rest of this season. Because that did nothing for okay, me. Okay, well, she has been laid so low mm-hmm. this season. Like, she basically, all of last season was her becoming a badass. And then... All of this season was her pissing away being a badass and just losing and making every wrong decision. And then getting defeated and then like pulling out a card from her pocket that says, you're a survivor. And she's like, oh, yeah. I'm a survivor. Here we go. <laughs> so, so maybe it's just my context is, yeah. is bad for this. And her whole goal, the whole first part of the season was like 
become legitimate. You know, the whole Godfather three, like mm-hmm. we're going to become legitimate businessmen and to see her be like, to throw that away and be done with that and everything. And at the same time, this daughter that she's been trying to win back all season to be like, I don't love you. I tried to, and I never have. Uh, that worked on me, yeah. honestly. I was sitting there watching it alone. I went like, whoa! <laughs> that <laughs> was like, it reminded me of that. Isn't there a scene like that in Hereditary? Where she's like, where the mom says, I I wish you'd never been born. Yeah. yeah. And like that was, uh, my reaction to that was the way people talk about reacting to that scene in Hereditary. The scene you read about on Wikipedia? The scene I read about on Wikipedia. And it's that shocking. Sounds, uh, do you get the message on Wikipedia that says there's too many details in this then? Because I don't think they should go into scenes like that on no, the Wikipedia No, they page. did. That's the thing. That's my story about the Wikipedia thing. I went before, I, I read the article before they <laughs> edited it way down. Oh, I see. But th- like, still Wikipedia does that thing where you look up like Queen Elizabeth and it's like, was a queen from sometime to sometime? I don't know. It's uh-huh. like the whole article fits on one computer yeah, screen. Yeah. Like and then you look up like Cyclops. You look up yeah. Scott <laughs> Summers. And it is a chapter book. Like there are pages and Wait, pages. Wait, I was supposed to do work today. But now I know the whole Summers family tree. Oh, because you know you're popping off from that oh, article yeah. into every other. Oh, yeah. There was a third brother? <laughs> Vulcan? And I like oh. how, Mike, when you say I was supposed to do work today, that's still at the beginning of the day. Like oh, that's, that's not after the whole yeah. <laughs> like, oh, but now I'm just sitting on my couch thinking about the emotion. I was supposed to do work today, but I'm not gonna. There's a Cyclops article. What did you guys think of the Bushmaster song? Oh, the Bushmaster that was song the most black was the best moment of the season. Oh, was man. that God Holly? <laughs> uh, I think it was. What I don't know. It's, what you're talking it's about. when Bushmaster pulls up to the uh, the Rand building the Rand with ranch. his yeah with the Rand Ranch with his uh, his goons uh-huh. and th- there's a song playing in the background that's like Bushmaster yeah <laughs> on it's the the yeah. Reggae bass. Yeah. And he's yeah. yeah. like, Bush, Master. And like some a, other stuff. And it's just his theme song, I guess. And it's not clear if they're listening to that song yeah. in the universe just, yeah. or if it's just kind of it, it was kind of quiet, yeah. like in the background. Like it was coming out of the car. Did it's the like song turn off when somebody shut do. the car door? Yes. <laughs> to get pumped and lock and load. Also, I know that was supposed to look like an amazing show of force. That really looked like 15 guys. Mm. Like... They're going to lay siege. How about you sneak but in the back or something? And then they, guys with crazy hammer weapons, Sam Rockwell th- made weapons that's versus four people. That's crazy. I do wish that Sam Rockwell would show up in a Netflix show. He's in the background of every episode. What? Do you mean Peter Dinklage? No. Sam Rockwell made hammer weapons? Yes. yes. You're thinking of Bolivar Trask from the X-Men movies. Who or would, what did Sam Rockwell the do? Giant, he was, oh, he Iron was Man Hammer two. from Iron Man 2. Yes. I'm sorry. Idiot. Ugh. <laughs> Dumb dumb. I thought you meant like making Peter Dinklage made a hammer in Infinity War. Yeah, Yeah, hammer weapon. And then hammer weapon. Gave us you even more. You You idiot. I was thinking about that. Tilda. I want to end this segment yeah, because talk of about Tilda. what she was going through. In that conversation, the beginning of that conversation, she's like, you know, mom and dad weren't perfect. But they did the best they could. Uh-huh. By the end of that conversation, it's like your dad is a rapist and your mom doesn't love you, and she's just like, ah, what? I do think I think that actress is very good because a character to Tilda? only fuck with other people's plot lines, uh-huh. she never feels throwaway. She, I think she owns her very little to do. Yeah, I think she's going to have a more important role very soon. Did you read that, or are you guessing? I'm guessing, just based on the end of this episode. I'm thinking she's going to get killed. That seems like her whole yeah. purpose in this universe is I, to get shot. I don't want that to be the case. Yeah. I, I feel like she's about to, now that she has no connection to Mariah, I feel like she's about to join up with Bushmaster and become like a major force. There's no, a, she has so much guilt like. about she her figuring out in the background of everybody else's drama that she's the reason he's powerful and almost killed Luke Cage. Like no part of her is on Bushmaster's side. But I think that now knowing she she's literally on Bushmaster's side now. Doesn't yeah, she go right there? Gun to her head. She went to her shop and he was there. Yeah. But I think I I think that the thing is she's now going to have a like change of heart and because the entire season has been setting Bushmaster up as a sympathetic person who you see his reasoning. I feel like she might jump over to his side now and they are going to be like they're going to team up and both make each other stronger there's this thing that marvel shows do and now it is routine at this point like it's a trope at this point where uh if you're ever watching a marvel show and there's a character that's a little bit confusing like Mm -hmm. why are they getting so much screen time that's bad guy for next season uh Uh, o'reilly from cloak and dagger uh they like she crawled out of a swamp at the in the last episode that's bad guy Uh, both o'reilly and Tilda, and I'm I'm a Marvel head. Like I know a lot of Marvel stuff. 
in the next season are going to be villains that I have literally never heard of before. Oh, okay. Did you read that? Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so wait, what? Who's Tilda? Who's Tilda? Fucking watch the episodes. Speaking of uh, characters that get a lot of screen time, the new cop who Misty hated, for her to heel turn, bummed me out. Because when they were like finally putting their... I liked their office politics. And then she saw through the window where Luke was hiding Ryan went, I'll make $3 million. Because she was a bitch, and she was against Misty, who we're supposed to like, but she was right every time she went against Misty, and now she's a bad guy. And there was no sprinkles of that. I did. I thought that I... She went full scarf with no sprinkles. (laughs) You never do that. (laughs) Uh, Not outside of the winter. I, uh, I thought that I had just not paid attention to the show. Because otherwise it was just a 180 for no reason. So far, that movie is, I think this epi- this season is fucking great. Knocks the first one out of the park, knocks so much of the Marvel shit out of the park. But that was like one of the weirdest missteps of just, yeah. you, you just got bored with that character. She did ask the ballsiest question in Gangland, which she walks into Bushmaster's headquarters and she's like, so is that deal still on the table? Yeah. yeah. That's such a dangerous question to ask. What if it's not? Yeah, what if Bushmaster's just like, nah. <laughs> I just... Took it off the table. <laughs> Not for you, cop. <laughs> We're, okay, was I the only one, or did you guys also get a little disappointed that Iron Fist wasn't actually that in so this weird. episode? That was so weird. They're just Stop in the lobby of his building? Well, yeah. He I, knows he, we know that he's in the season. Yeah. We just thought it was this episode. When we talked about it last week on the show. But they're like, I, I've got to go get Danny Rand. And then they just go to his building? Stand but in think front of, of the logo? Think about what the fuck yet. you just said. Think about it. You said, were you disappointed that there was no Danny Rand? I I want to see that stupid little mop-haired little shit. You, you know, miss him. I, think it's I do. The, we, the whole internet watched this months ago and let us know this fixed him. So all of us are like, I want to see that shit. I, just I do because I do the karate. Yeah, do and the karate. He's going to come in and just karate a little bit. I, I, karate, I karate, karate. I really want to see him karate against Bushmaster. I really want to see that. His capoeira. What did you guys yeah. think of the fight, Bushmaster v. Luke Cage in this? Well, it's it satisfying. I, I, I like I when you learn from fights. Yeah. Like Bushmaster pulled out the sand. And Luke Cage is yeah. like, nope, right away. Was, I, they totally framed that. <laughs> I'm going to do sand in your face. He's like, ah, uh-uh, no, no, no dust. Pipe v. Pipe. Yeah, yeah I, pipe I, v. Pipe. Every time they've interacted from that first just like punch to the face, Luke Cage go down, all of it I've been into. Here's yeah. the problem, though, when we watch episode by episode. If you're binging, you don't notice this shit. But episode by episode, what we got was they hold themselves up and they're scared of these 15 people. Uh-huh. And it's because a big fight has to happen at minute 44 right. of yeah. the show. It could he and then he walks down. Nobody can shoot him. Uh-huh. Uh, he wraps everybody's guns around their own heads. Yeah. Like so, we just st- stood in there so we could have like some sort of I don't know bottle episode. But they it's, really it's... like the thing where people still try to shoot him. Uh-huh. I can't believe I don't know if that's supposed to be like an homage to like classic Superman shows, but like dudes are still just firing guns instead of sprinting cat. away. Yeah, that's so dangerous. They could bounce and hit you. At this point, he's putting on a black hood- hoodie every time he goes outside in that situation. <laughs> And then I, I guess uh, Bushmaster got smart because he's the smartest. Is was like, oh, I'll stab his eye. Like yeah. he's the yeah. only one who's like, I bet that's weak. I wonder yeah. if that would have worked. But do we know if that works? I don't. I, know. Th- I think so. I don't right? know if Luke knows if it works. Right. He doesn't want to. That's why he looks scared. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. All right, Luke Cage is on Netflix all the time. Go I, watch it. I will say is for any non-watchers like Taylor, I know that. You don't you yeah. watch every episode. I was really glad that we all watched this episode because mm-hmm. yeah. it was action packed and full of shit. And character, we didn't even talk about the the phrase because it's woven in here where Luke is talking about how the world deals with him and says the black negates everything else. Oh, yeah. In all the gibberish we talked about, they're still doing heavy hitting shit. All right, go watch rules. <laughs> go watch the show that rules, Luke Cage on Netflix. Now we're moving on to a little something called the tape in. Oh shit. Now we're here in the tape in. This is the part of the show where I get to do whatever I want. So, aren't you glad that your name is not Raylor? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I really am. For a lot of reasons. Plus, it's right? not a name. That's a stupid name. <laughs> well, mostly because I feel like it sounds like how Scooby would say it. <laughs> oh, Raylor. <laughs> Raylor. I hardly knew her. Did you guys know that Scooby Doo's name is Scoobert Dubert? Anyway, this is the part <laughs> of the show where I get to say anything I want like that. They let me. Why don't more nicknames get the last name shortened? I I don't know. My full name is is Taylor Will Will Heidel. That was dumb. I shouldn't have gone there. But it's okay because we're in the tape in and I can do whatever. This week the tape in segment is called Garbage Day. Uh oh. This is a segment where we're gonna go through a couple different shows and you got to take a character and you throw them right in the garbage. Nice. They are still alive. You don't get to kill them off. But if you want to kill them off, you have to specify that. Okay. And then Wait. you can throw them right in the garbage. 
Okay. So that'd be garbage disposal, yeah. or just sit on the lid and then listen to them until suffocate. they suffocate. That's brutal. This is hardcore. I'm, well, you guys get to determine. So when you first we will said, talk about all of that because the tape end we've clearly stated you get to do whatever you want. You said garbage day. I thought we were going to one at a time have to take out the trash in the pop filter studios. Yeah, because Are I we have to do that. To be taking that out? No, I've been doing it, oh, and, okay. and by doing it, I mean letting supposed to be doing it. There's quite a bit up. of it. We have an intern. That's yeah. his job. Where's Steve? Well, uh, Steve, uh, he should be around here somewhere, but I haven't seen him in, I don't know, a week. I think he might be under the garbage. Do we still have that Steve whistle, the one that only he can hear? Yeah, hold on. Is it because he's so young? This is like you cut to outside the studio and you hear the whistle. <laughs> Just up in the cornfields yeah. that are outside. <laughs> I'm ringing sh- through the hills. We'll see if he shows up. All right. Starting off, we're going through Fear the Walking Dead. Guys, pick a character you want to throw in the garbage. I think they are already are. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're on The Walking Dead, brother. No, like I, I really enjoyed all of the characters from the last episode I watched. Yeah, they I got rid of Madison and Nick. Who do we get rid of? Strand's oh, awesome. So, oh, so you mean like the characters that you wanted to throw in the garbage are already are in the Not that all the characters are garbage, but I yeah. Guess, uh, I guess who's, who's that lady who's hanging out with Strand? Oh, she was just listening to the uh, With the uh, headphones? Yeah. How sure, about, I'll do her. Or we, okay, I, I'm going to do Strand, and here's why. This is We're just throwing him in the garbage? Yeah, you're throwing him in the garbage. Strand makes the best of every situation he finds himself he's in. He's going to drink in that you garbage. You know Strand, like, oh, wow, look, I found some great bananas in here, and they're all mine. <laughs> he made, some, he made some banana liqueur. Yeah, yeah some <laughs> sweet banana that's liqueur. That's just shoving a banana into a bottle of vodka, right? Yeah, that's like pretty to, much it. I like to see when that guy encounters opposition, how he comes. You know, he's able to overcome it. So yeah. That's what I would do. Now, is this uh, your tradition? Like from Target plastic garbage, or is it a Star Warsian? I was thinking nineteen eighties metal from New York. Oh, something that Oscar the Grouch would live. Yeah, and Oscar the Grouch. This is really interesting because I was picturing just dumping them out of an airplane into a landfill, not a dumpster that you kick it. Thousands of cockroaches will pour out, a la Men in Black. See, why weren't we all thinking like the city given things that you roll out to the curb? That's well, the trash cans that we deal with on a daily basis. Well, yeah, well look comfy. at Mr. Mr. Fancy Pants here, who has a place where he can put a bin on the floor. Sorry, the I have an address. I think it's because the first wow. thing I think of isn't actually my own real experience. It's always things yeah. I've seen on TV or in movies. Yeah. So right away, I'm like, oh, what kind of <laughs> trash cans have I seen in the movies? You know, what? speaking of that, what I was thinking is that uh, there's this new thing now where good beers are now canned instead of bottled. Hmm. But it still looks weird because in movies... If you have a bottle, you're just a normal guy drinking a beer. Yeah. If you have a can, you're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, you probably hit your kids if yeah, you're in a you movie drinking kid. a can of beer. You have uh, spaghetti sauce on your wife, yeah. Peter, and you punch your kid. Hey, so you sauce are or blood. You are New either a piece of shit or a teenager or both. Either way, crush that can right on your head when you're done. Do you guys like eating garbage? What? Is that a kid you know? No, like, I mean, just like, you know, do you ever like go to the garbage and you pick some stuff out and you're like, no, I'll try this? No, I'm not a hobo, so no? I wouldn't do that. Do you guys own any garbage? It's been a no. couple of years no. since I've had to. We're also not goats. Goats are super into that. Maybe eating Oh, can. What, yeah. what, you're not Kobe Bryant? Goat? Don't, don't, don't you do that. No. Sports. No. Sports? Give us another show, asshole. Give us another show. All yeah. right, fine. All right, Luke Cage, who are you throwing in the garbage? Oh, Mariah. No, uh, Misty. Misty. I'm so you're tired. Even with her robot arm? Yeah. And robot I'm doing that Misty? over Shades, who That's I initially th- hated. Who knew they could fucking revitalize Shades? Uh, Can I, I throw I, his shades in the garbage? I'm still yeah. I'm still in a misty. Sure. I'm gonna throw away uh, the white cop, the one white cop left on the force. Who's yeah. the white cop? Is Just there a exactly? White cop? Exactly. Nothing. You know what? Throw. All, I'm gonna say it right now. Throw all white carps in the garbage. Yes. There's no good one. <laughs> you hear us, carps? Carps in the garbage. Carps in the I would throw the carps in the garbage. I'm gonna take Misty's new supervisor, the new chief. That was just in this one. She's deputy chief. Deputy chief. I'm DC. Gonna, I'm gonna throw her right in the not garbage. In the Marvel show. I okay. I just never want to see a scene with those two characters. That's not the part of the, the part of the show that interests me at all. Misty is probably my second least favorite character, and to see the two of them just talk, it's just like no, don't. What about the dad? Dad hasn't done a lot this season. Dude, I thought that I think the dad's been good the last couple of episodes. Yeah. to be honest, they they they've yeah. really figured out how to make shitty characters serviceable, and him like falling in love with the mythology of his son. Yeah, and acknowledge how being he like sucked. so proud of him. Also, yeah, the no, nobody shoots my baby. Could you like, imagine <laughs> having a dad? 
who is proud of you. I cannot. That would no, be like no. the cruelest thing. Forget superpowers. A daddy wants one... to know about your life? For sure. That actor is actually also on two of our shows. Uh-huh. So yes. that makes it rough. And then also, he just recently died. So I do not know why you would bring him up like IRL? that. IRL? Like you would put a guy who that just died dead? in the garbage. Yeah. I didn't bring oh, him up. Don't no. stare at me like that. Uh, yes and, bud. We're improvising right now. You is brought him up but and you, you want to kill him. you that he brought him up. Or no, you brought him me. up. You fucking tool bag. You can't do yes and or no, bud. Yes and I am sad that guy's dead. <laughs> yes, and your next garbage day is the Beverly Hillbillies. Who are you throwing away from the Beverly Hillbillies? Grandma. It's grandma. Oh, oh, you guys get both- the fuck off the truck <laughs> and get out of your rocking chair and get in this guy. I'm sick of your ageist bullshit. The, Judd's the worst. The entire mythology of the Beverly Hillbillies is that money ruins a true American family. Are you going to throw would, money with, in the garbage? Which is I would also get, the plot of Breaking Bad. I would get rid of Pa. Who, of course, found the crude bubbling up from the ground after he shot uh-huh. while hunting he, some rabbits. That Texas tea? That Texas tea. That black oil, gold? That is. Uh, I would throw him in the garbage for the sake of the family so that they never had to go and be exposed to the terrible world of Beverly so Hills. So you just want to watch the show The Hillbillies. Do you remember oh. how when they came to Beverly Hills, they had their kids and they enrolled their kids in high school <laughs> and all the drama that cost? I would like to watch a reality show called The Hillbillies where they take all the characters from the hills and make them hang out like in the Ozarks. That's like great. You mean the movie that the hills have eyes? Yeah. All those I was kind of like that. Right? I, just go hang out. I was thinking you were about to say just take them and put them still in their lifestyle in like modern times. And that was the plot of the show that I watched two seasons of Breaking Amish. <laughs> No, I meant the the hills, the spinoff of Laguna Beach, the real Orange County. Gotcha. And make them hang out, just like that Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton show was, The Simple Life. Oh, The Simple Life was a good show. It was a show I watched a lot of. All right, your next garbage day, The Simple Life. The whole show. Oh, correct Nicole answer. Richie. Your next garbage day. Cheers. Okay, I am going to do something a little crazy. This is hard for you? Yeah, it is, because I'm a big fan. But the worst character... Even though he won several awards and then had another show for eight years, it's Frazier. No. Get that guy the fuck off Cheers. No. Get him that, that out of the bar. Fuck would, that pretentious you. fuck would never hang out in that blue collar bar, right? That was bananas. It, That's bananas. And also, it's and it's bananas liqueur because we're talking about a bar right now, you know? Sure. And then Monano Earp in the future. Uh, the other thing, too, is that. We had to watch because he was on TV for so long. His head gets so big. <laughs> like, head gets so big? It doubled every <laughs> year. Do you know what I saw recently, though, is him playing piano and scatting? Uh-huh. I think as Fraser Crane, and I want to watch that every day because it was awful. You're a big fan of Toss Salad and Scrambled Eggs? Yeah, but he didn't mention either of those words ever. It, he, was, he cannot play. He was like, and this is an homage to like Ella Fitzgerald, and then he did the worst white man version. For me, it's Lilith. I think he said this is an homage to my elephant, Gerald. Mm. Yeah, he has an elephant named Gerald. That makes a lot more sense. Who's really, <laughs> who's really bad at scatting? Lilith may have like been on for too long. That joke may have run its course. Yeah. So, and she wasn't like a major player, so you're not losing a ton on the That's show true. from her. Do you know? Did you ever see her in real life back then? She was kind of a babe. Oh yeah, dude. Wait, she had like jet black hair. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm into it. And super. Pale <laughs> I know skin. nothing about her. I'm into it. A garbage day. That's it. I'm collecting the garbage and taking it out to my truck, and we're going to go take it out and burn it. We did like two superhero shows. Yeah, but I think we fixed Cheers. Yeah, we finally. finally. (laughs) Everybody's been begging for it. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the tape, and now we're going to move on to talking about Patreon. Mike, tell us about Patreon. Patreon.com slash yearpopfilter is where you could go if you would like to support us. Find this is what we do, bare bones, no budget. Find yeah. out what the show is like when we get paid. The special effects. The special effects. Oh, you will see every pore of our faces. There, are, there are so many more voices. It's a little racy. I have oh, to yeah. say, it's a little racy. There are some sexual situations. Yeah. yeah. But you don't get to see them until you pay. Yeah. And then so much leg. You'll see so much leg and calf. So pay us at patreon.com slash yourpopfilter and get a little bit of that leg. Now we're moving on to the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show we watched this week. Now we're here in the pull list. Starting it off is Fear the Walking Dead. This week on Fear the Walking Dead, Alicia takes refuge in a home to escape the storm and runs into Charlie, puts a huge guilt trip on her for killing her brother. They have a standoff until the storm breaks a window and starts flooding the basement, trapping them inside. Charlie begs to die, but Alicia says no, which is a real dick move. And then a zombie rescues them. They then find out everyone is missing and everything is fucked up. Gentlemen, I ask you this. 
Are you upset that we didn't get a whole lot more of like zombie tornado like we were expecting? Yeah, I wanted a whole episode. I wanted. Zomnado. I think. I think the show is not going to give us what we thought we were getting, and is not going to do what we wanted. And I think it's back to being Fear the Walking Dead. Oh yeah, for sure. That's the problem <laughs> with the tornadoes. They're, they're kind of brief. Now, like zombie hurricane. Oh, that zombicane? might go on for a couple days. Zombie like a hurricane. Zombie like a hurricane. <laughs> oh, don't sing too much of that because it is so good and so close that we might actually get sued. <laughs> We have okay. 30 seconds of parody. I have a question about something you said, yeah. which was they're rescued by a zombie? Yeah. yeah a, a Mike z- and I did like a TV <laughs> take. What, what, we both looked at it. Yeah, a, a did zombie, you hear that? A zombie was impaled on like a thing and it fell it down happened. and broke the lock on the door that they were trying to get uh, out of. And so then they were able to get out. So, uh, so zombies are conscious and they're rescuing our characters. The Walking Dead is on AMC on Sunday nights. Your next show this week is Outcast. Outcast. Kyle gets closer to finding Sydney by looking to his father's past, aka his murder room, while Rev discovers a potential ally in a former possessed Baptist, and they fight about religion for a second. Meanwhile, turns out Owen, who is a not so evil demon, wants Sydney out of the picture, but also wants Giles out of the picture, causing quite a hullabaloo at a town hall meeting. Taste buds, I ask you this: If I tell you that this episode of Outcast ends in a in the air Kyle versus Demon punch out battle, would you be surprised? Because Outcast is a pretty quiet and moody show. What the fuck? That's surprising to me. There is a flying punch out. I I watched four goddamn episodes of this show, and And, this is the one I missed. And Megan, who the whole time is like, Kyle. Did you tell your daughter that you both have superpowers to fight demons? And then she told my daughter, so now we can't hang out with you because that's some crazy shit. And he goes, yeah, that's look around what happened in this town. You were possessed once. She goes, I can't hang out with you. But then the next second she looks up and sees her adopted brother punching a demon in the air. And she goes, oh, fuck, Kyle. <laughs> that is a really good impression, by the way. It's how I've been talking to myself all day. It, it, was, it was wild. That it was, sounds amazing. I, I really like Outcast's moody, atmospheric, it's in your head, it's not in your head horror. Yeah. But then to watch this supernatural duke out, I was like, what the fuck? And Patrick Fugit at some point slips off the demon because he can't fly and then yeah. has to crawl up the demon's body to punch him again. Nice. It was cool as shit. That's awesome. And they pulled it off. It looked good. Yeah. And plus uh, the demon who is the sheriff, the sheriff got possessed. Uh-huh. Uh, stabbed Kyle in the stomach. So Kyle's also just bleeding out while he's floating in the air. It was wild. Okay, I have to say, like, I have gotten into this show, and I like it a lot, but I wasn't sold on it. Hearing that description of this episode, I'm going to... I intended to watch it, and I ran out of time. I am going to go watch this episode. And guys, I recommend go watch this episode of Outcast because that sounds great. Uh-huh. And plus, Sydney, Sydney and his little Jerome lookalike, half yeah. burn face, are just wandering around town threatening and or killing people. Which I think that is the best part of the show and the thing they pull off well is this guy's evil and they are doing, they're just running around killing people. Someone dies in this town. It seems like a small town. Well, that's the giant town hall meeting is people like, people are disappearing and dying, and the cops aren't doing anything about it. And the cops are like, I mean, we are, but I can't tell you there's demons out there. Yeah, it's it's a very, like, Winona Earp scenario where they're just like, guys, we know that there's demons, but, like, we're just not going to talk mm-hmm. about it. Just talk about it. It's Everybody rude to safer. talk about it. It's Outcast is on Friday nights on Cinemax. Your next show this week is AMC's Preacher. This week on Preacher, Jesse hoodwinks the Allfather and blows him up by putting Genesis inside him. After the Allfather goes boom, Jesse gets his souls back, his soul back when it is pooped out of the anus of the Allfather, which now hangs from the lights by a strand of intestine. Ah, the era of peak TV. <laughs> Jesse wins the melee for his soul, which takes place in the gu- inside the exploded guts of the Allfather. And now he is back to full power and ready to take on his grandma, but not before mixing the true Humperdew amongst his clones and setting them out into the world. Tulip gets captured and is on her way to hell until she is saved by a bunch of Nazis. Cassidy and Icarius argue over whether or not it's cool to keep turning people into vampires and then killing them. And they end up tussling, which leads to Cassidy being nailed to a pool table while the sun makes its way slowly toward him like he's some sort of Jesus James Bond. Gentlemen, the Allfather is dead. How glad are you to see this character, the grossest part of a gross show, leave the story? It was shocking because I was a comic book reader. So, but that's really the only reason. Yeah. I have been bitching so long about Preacher just moving on and getting shit done. Uh-huh. And so that's, it's hard for me to complain from that angle. Uh-huh. I thought it was a little too much buildup with not a lot of like end stuff, but 
It shocked the shit out of me. Speak- I did not think it was going to happen. Speaking of end stuff, what did you think of the intestine hanging from the lights and then the anus and it poops out Jesse's soul? This is obviously my moment of the week. Um, <laughs> we watch a lot of TV, not just for this show, but just in our lives. Uh-huh. I've never seen anything like that before. I don't think I've seen anything like that in porn before. Uh-huh. And Preacher does a lot of things because it's Preacher, you know, like we got to do this. We got to fill quotas. But fuck, man, that was a sight to behold. And uh, you really see that butthole. Yeah. It's a butthole and there's a vial in it and then it farts. Uh-huh. And then the vial comes out. And then they fight over it. And then at this point, this shouldn't be that big of a deal. But then Jesse put, touches the vial to his mouth and then eats the inside. Do you think that they figured out that the way that you are allowed to see an anus shitting on TV uh-huh. is as long as there's not the rest of an ass yeah, around as it? As long as it's been blown out of the rest of an ass. Because those you... cheeks, that's the gross part. Yeah. Get rid of those cheeks, just the butthole. No. It's because that's the sexy part. So they got rid of the sexy part. And I wonder if there's rules where, like, if we see the vial go in, that's against the rules. But if the vial's coming out, yeah. that's just natural, and we can do that. I would really love to see, that's like, natural. the emails back and forth with, like, the, the group that decides whether or not it's going to be able to make it into the final product of the show. Preacher doesn't have the ability on me anymore to, like, I sort of mostly roll my eyes at the Preacher stuff. Uh-huh. This one made me go, whoa. <laughs> and then the... Just the absolute peck and paw melee for the gun uh-huh. and the soul then. Like, oh, my God. Like, them just, like, wallowing in his guts. Because we're used to the point right now where if the All-Father blows up, that's CGI. Like, yeah. we've accepted that. But that's all real, not real intestines, but, like, they're going through practical special effects yeah. in order to get that vial. And that was a real asshole. And they then zoomed in on. Jesse has to use his power on Hairstar, and what he says was, you can't wear hats anymore. Yeah. Like, that was his ultimate revenge. And then they did one of the most iconic parts of the comic, uh-huh. which is the panel after panel or picture after picture of him trying on different wigs. <laughs> and it's so good. He's, like, in the exact same pos- position in every shot, and it's just the wigs changing on his head, and none of them work. And then finally he ends up wearing one that's, like, Featherstone. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe how... Uh, it's, it's still very hard for me to tell if a girl is wearing a wig. But the science that has gone into boy wigs is yeah. not great. Like, you know every time. They all look like like Prince Valiant or something. Uh-huh. They all just look like their dopiest little wigs. I did have one question real quick. All right. Did they go back in time on the Hell Bus? Or did Hitler call the subway guys to get a Nazi to tank and then have that meet the Hell Bus? I'm sorry. What is that sentence you just asked? I think that somewhere in like the ethereal plane through which you must travel to get from Earth to hell, the Nazi tank manages to shoot the moving bus, which I guess is a physical thing. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think they went back in time. I think that tank is like hanging out in the... But it's They're not- probably undead Nazis themselves. But zombie Nazis? Zombie what? Nazis. I'm it's thinking. not the guy that Hitler texted to say, hey, come be... Like the guy who works at like Blimpy or Hot Dog on a Stick, come be a Nazi for me? Yeah, because he didn't like... Oh, no, he does take He did, the, yeah, yeah. He got the text and like he got out of his car, yeah. but I don't know where he would get a tank and know where the hell bus was going. Yeah. The right corner store. Yeah, I guess. You know, that, it just depends on the neighborhood you live in. That whole plot line was a little dicey. The, the logic of all that was a little bit weird, especially because it, usually something like that will try to sell it as like a, this is your brain trying to make sense of what this process is like. But that seemed to be a legit bus that drives you from, <laughs> from Earth to hell. But assuming that we stick the landing next week, uh, it's the finale next week. Um, I would say that this is the season so far that had the least like valleys in the middle, and I am ready. I'm so yeah. excited for next week. It dragged a little bit in the middle. It did have a, a slowing towards the middle, but in these past few weeks, it's been a, like a very high paced, action packed show. That's for sure. And if the All Father has to go because of that, then yeah. I'm fine. Moments of the week. Uh, well, it's hard in an episode if, if where... it isn't the anus shitting out a soul. Uh, I still do want to talk about that again, though. The all Father talks about someone he's disappointed in, and he says, and I've been trying to parse this all week, he shall know my buttocks as few ever have, <laughs> which is such a weird threat to deliver oh. to somebody. But with no sense of irony. Like, no, yeah, he, he meant shall shit. know my buttocks as few ever have. And yeah, my moment of the week is the most active butthole in TV history. <laughs> we saw it fart a vial of souls out of its butthole. Oh, guys. Preachers on AMC on Sunday nights. Your final show is Winona Earp.
Yeah, it is. This week on Winona Earp, Jolene is causing havoc in the ranks by turning everyone into her friends and then against each other, but particularly Waverly, since the demon can't harm her directly. The episode airs everyone's dirty laundry and distrust and culminates in a big-ass bar fight on karaoke night before they confront Jolene and she gets swallowed by a bullshard tree. Also, Waverly is half-angel, which we at Pop Filter already knew. Gentlemen, I ask you this. Is this show going to cross over with Preacher now? I hope not. I hope not for its sake. I w- we don't do rankings anymore. This was one of the greatest single hours of television I've oh, ever man, seen in my this life. Is pretty rad. And it wasn't just for the inclusion of Android from Dark Matter. Right. That <laughs> she didn't was hurt. great. There was a lot of wild stuff in this episode, but Shorty's having karaoke night was the weirdest part to swallow. That was such a great little like and I don't and here's the thing. This was an episode that was so good. I couldn't even be angry that Jeremy doesn't make an appearance. I know, yeah. yeah. He is referenced but never seen. Yeah, which made me wonder. I was like, could they? did they not have the budget for both like Jolene and Jeremy in the oh, same episode? Well, to afford Jeremy, I'm sure. Yeah, That's nine the digits. Highest paying actor. I think he's sci-fi. the most expensive part of the show. And yeah. we, the four of us have karaoke across the nation. Yeah. Like, we know uh-huh. all the types of bars. I bet this was the situation where like they have 12 crying your beer songs, and that is it. Yep. I loved there was one karaoke guy who had a wooden bow tie. I just, he was not a part yes. of the show at all except for being he one of the people singing. I watched him closely. But I once the bar tie. fight happens, like, I started screaming. Like, what else can you give and me, yeah, show? Are I you love kidding it. The bar fight happens. Jolene smiles, looks around, and then strolls up and she goes, Now I'll start singing. A, a lesser show, her singing would make the bar that fight happen. Is but she went to oh, celebrate. That is my singing. moment of the week. The other thing, too, is that what's the mom's name? Michelle? Yeah. We were dangerously close to, like, all right, I get it. Like, she's crazy, kind of boring. Then she eats a cupcake and she was fantastic. Like, yeah. she was yeah. so great. Hurt, you see how much. Winona comes from uh-huh. her mom, and then that drinking is what fights against the cupcake influence. So they, uh-huh. they eat the Jolene is the demon, and anytime somebody walks in the room, she pops a cupcake or snickerdoodle in their mouth, and they fall under her spell. And then to watch her do that again and again and again, but then the herbs start drinking like they do, and then it fights back against the cupcake. She goes, "Oh no!" And also because I, they don't want to eat any more sweets uh-huh, because it takes so up stuck. room for uh-huh. beer and whiskey. Yeah. I I really enjoyed the moment where because you mentioned that. You see where Winona gets her Winona-ness from uh-huh. her mom. The bit where they are in prison for public intoxication. Which is probably not the first time they've both been in the no. same cell. And uh, the sheriff walks in with this box of cookies. And he's like, who's Jolene? And they do the whole thing where it's like, oh, no, it's Jolene. And he's like, I'm going to eat one of these. And they both simultaneously point and say, put down the goddamn tart, Randy. <laughs> And okay. he just does. And he's like, oh, okay. I want to ask you guys about the ending because we loved Android. Uh-huh. Yes. Zoe Palmer, but it's a very small ranged character. Yeah. At the end, she goes full villain. Yeah. Like big yes. guys screaming. Oh, boy. Were you guys into that or was yes. it a, a little too much? It's inter- I've only now seen her act with characters who don't show a lot of emotion. And on I don't, sci-fi shows. On sci- so I don't know if that's why she gets cast or if that's her range. But her going full villain, I thought... They took their time to get her there, and then they try to make her. She's not Killmonger empathetic, but no. I get what she's saying. I was birthed when you were birthed, yeah, and I've only been forgotten and shunned. This is horseshit, and I bought all of that. So yeah. we already knew that Waverly was half angel. No, no, we knew she was half Earth. I think this is the first actual mention of like like divine beings in she the just show. Looks like an angel. Yeah, come she does. to Earth. Her skin it's makes her cry. Yeah, yeah, because I mean we give her all the awards, but yeah, I think this is actually a major. The end of the episode, uh, throughout the episode, Bobo sort of makes his reappearance for the first Bobo. time this season. He's down in that well. Uh, Doc gives him some banana liqueur, uh-huh. <laughs> which is such a good fuck. That's you. become a real running gag, yeah. on and I show. love it. You um, want company and you want to drink. Here's banana liqueur, you fuck. Yeah. So Bobo is trying to like, he's like, I've got information that you want. It's a really good deal. And so the end of the episode, they go and talk to Bobo again. And he's like, by the way, uh, Waverly's father, who we heard a little bit more about earlier in the episode, is an angel, which up till now, we've only heard about like, these are demons and like revenants and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I think as far as I know, this is the first reference to a divine being, which is a big deal. But you can't have the uh, bitter without the sweet, right? If that, the bottom exists and the top has to exist. It, it makes me want to ask, where the fuck have they been this entire time? Yeah, they're going to suck just like how in Preacher. It's just like a bu- another bunch of assholes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> another bunch of idiots that can't get anything right. I, like, I can't wait until they show up on the bus because that's a th- another <laughs> thing. Take a bus. Take a bus. Take a bus. 
Uh, and the angels show up and they are like somehow just even more fuck ups than Winona. Yeah. <laughs> and like Winona gets angry and they have a fuck up off. <laughs> fuck up off. This for me this episode was all about the perils of being a people pleaser. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it was totally Waverly's story, which is when you are like Waverly and you're a people pleaser, you just live in constant fear that people secretly hate you and uh if they were, if they could, they would say all these terrible uh-huh. things to you, but they never do, and so you're always trying to please them. And I thought it worked very effectively on that level. It's awesome because this show was getting dangerously close to having the whole group love each other too much, yeah. right? There's, there's just no <laughs> conflict in the group. So you bring Jolene and the cupcakes, and then have them say all of the fucking worst things, and then have Waverly not really bust the mystery, but still not be able to like cross this line that everybody is. It's very easy for everyone else to cross, yeah. and so she's just the victim the entire time. I did really enjoy that this episode was a way to take time, introduce character drama, and resolve some like secrets and get those out of the way mm-hmm. in a way that was interesting, but also moved one character's arc forward, but like left us in a way in a situation that I'm excited for moving forward. Yeah, Hot being uh, an ex cult member of Balth- Balthazar, Bolshevar, Bolshar, uh, Bolshevik Revolution, and then. Uh, Doc Holiday having the secret vampire wife who's just around it, like all of it, just shoving yes. everything into that. It worked so well, and it gave us fights like, uh, "What does that ring do? It makes his finger look real pretty." Oh, it's still wine on herb droppings just sprinkled throughout the whole show, <laughs> which is not sanitary, but it does work. But it's delicious. All right, did you guys have moments of the week? That was mine. I uh, when he said, like, I think it's Doc saying, "Why does everybody want this ring? What does it do?" <laughs> and Bobo, totally straight face from the bottom of a well. <laughs> Shit-faced on banana liqueur says it makes his finger look nicer. I <laughs> def jam comedied around the room. It was such a good line. For me, it was uh, Jolene being a mean girl, which she's very good at, and like passive-aggressively tearing people down. But in this case, it's Doc Holliday. And she's like, uh, yeah, you know, do you think she really needs you around? What with like... Uh, a badass demon and a mama from hell and uh, you're just a mortal bartender with half a lung and probably a mood disorder (laughs) and he says well that is somewhat reductive (laughs) (laughs) learning doc holiday knew the word reductive and i honestly i felt like i have not gotten this character that moment was like the perfect (laughs) he's like this handsome legendary ghost and so just to watch somebody put him in his place like that like immediately uh, I think I have a tie between uh, Doc Holiday eating that first snickerdoodle and being Doc Holiday and then just slumping and smiling in a way yeah. we've never Slipping seen. Slipping into him. the jacuzzi oh. of the cinnamon flavor. Borderline orgasmic. Yeah, and then uh, JoJo saying to, she's saying, you shove those herb tata, those legendary herb tatas up and tantalize that man. Oh, that was great. Uh, my moment of the week was uh, Zoe Palmer as Jolene, after the fight has started, walks up to do karaoke. And it's not just that she walks up to start singing. It's the fact that she, as she does it, she just slowly takes off her jacket, uh-huh. which I thought she started dressing more and more like Winona uh-huh. as the episode went on. She takes off her jacket, throws it away, and is like, we're going to rock this house. <laughs> like she stepped up to the stage at the Grand Ole Opry. And the cameraman sees it too. The cameraman's like, oh, I'll shoot this exactly <laughs> like a music video. Oh, it was incredible. And I love her. And I'm upset that she will not be in any more episodes. Do you guys... Did you guys all have friend groups throughout your life that had a Jolene? Like, all smiles, all shit-talking, all, yes. let's see how we can burn this group down? My Jolene, are we allowed to show some leg, get behind the curtain? My Jolene introduced me to you guys. That's how I originally met you. <laughs> it was because of a Jolene. Oof. So she's still fucking up your life. <laughs> Not yeah. Long The long game. All right. Winona Earp is on Friday nights on Sci-Fi. Guys, please watch this show. It's such a good show. If it doesn't get a third season, it's because of you, listeners. And we yeah. will come Just and burn listen. your house down. I don't know down. what else we could say. And then you're going to like watch it on Netflix in a couple of years and be like, you know, there's this really good show. It only had a couple of seasons, and we're going to be upset. And yeah. we've been ruined by streaming things, thinking that like everything can get a new season five years later, six years yeah. later. It doesn't happen with all no. shows. Not new shows. Not, no. yeah. Only shows watch that were it. on in the 90s. All right, that is it. That's all the shows that we had this week, you guys. guys. This show was brought to you by yourpopfilter.com. It's the only website on the internet, dot period. You go there, it has all of our podcasts and such, also some articles and uh, nice little other media things, everything you need for pop cultures at yourpopfilter.com. Speaking of podcasts, guys, let's go around the room and just say some podcasts we like. 
Mike, you have a, a show that you do like serious stuff for, right? I yeah, my favorite show is Taylor Talking Taylor. Oh, where I do my best impression of you talking about other people named you Taylor. You nail it. <laughs> That's <laughs> even better than your Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> wow. Can we hear a little of you doing Taylor right now? Give me. Get, I, can I get a set sentence? Yeah. Um. Well, hey guys, what's going on? Hey guys, what's going on? Oh, oh that's I'm seeing double. It's upsetting <laughs> to me. No, Mike, I want you to do an impression of. T- was that yeah. your impression yeah. of Taylor? It's Whoa. Spooky. It was. Uh, Greg, <laughs> tell us about another podcast you like. Uh, a podcast I like is Movie of the Year because I'm on that one and I'm the host and I make the rules. Oh, that's that's really yeah. nice. Every season we take a new year. This year, this season we're doing 2004. And we decide what the best movie is. And so far, uh, we've been 100% correct. That's, so uh, that's something we pride ourselves on. Come correct. We are very scientifically ground, we're a very scientifically grounded show. And we last for last season, we picked uh, Eyes Wide Shut as the best movie. And I checked right before I came here. It's, it remains the best movie. Well, when wow. we did it, when we decided, we put a calculator on the desk and yeah. then poured one beaker into another beaker. Uh-huh. Like, the science is there. And I typed in, uh, what is it, 8008. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, tell me about another podcast that you like. My favorite podcast of all time uh, stars Mike, just Mike, and they, Mike and whoever he has on the show, is going through every single episode of the greatest television show of all time. It's called The OC. Mike's podcast is called The OCD. And Mike, you're good. Thank you. The people that you get to be on the show with you are spec. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. The the hoppest talent. Yeah. I mean that word in every way I can. You really do. (laughs) Uh, Nick Kroll. Jason Manzukis, yeah, uh, Adam bit. Scott, all wish they could be as good as the guests that you get. Another show that you should check out is Writer's Block. It's a show where Mike talks to real, creative people about their creative process, and it's a very good show. It's very interesting, and their conversations are like really entertaining, and I enjoy it. Uh, if you live in the greater Southern California area and want to see it live, this Thursday, August 30th at 7 p.m. for free at the 1888 Center in Old Town Orange. Also, I have a new show that's coming out. Uh, and, yeah, we're all going to be there, Mike. That's awesome. But I have a new show that's coming out. Every time that uh, Sean from Boy Meets World tries to punch you, I will show you what to do. It's called Writer's Block. Uh, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Very upset by that. That was strong. Uh, if you want to help us out and keep us doing jokes like that, which I know you do, you should go to Amazon.com. Nope, yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. It's so hard to remember, <laughs> but you should remember. You your, do it. Yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. Make we that your bookmark. To. Yeah, bookmark it. Then yeah, you don't bookmark have to remember. It. Then you don't have to remember, and it's just like regular Amazon, but it takes money out of Jeff Bezos' pocket and puts it he into ours. He makes $230 million a day. A day. $5 from him. What yeah. if, like, okay, he has $150 billion. What if he just gave us $1 billion? He wouldn't notice at all. He would, we would notice like a motherfucker. His life wouldn't change at all, and our studio would get would go from plush to plushy. You guys understand that if he gave us a billion dollars, we would be broke in six months. <laughs> yeah, but we'd <laughs> but be so happy. But what a six happy. months. Oh. My <laughs> arms would be spatulas. So if you want to help us do that, go to amazon.com slash Amazon. That's a surgery you want by choice. Like, yeah. you're choosing to do that. If you want to see more of this stuff, but you can see it with your eyes and it's a visual medium, go to YouTube.com and search for Your Pop Filter. Our wonderful best little boy, Greg, mm-hmm. he works very hard on videos for the YouTube channel, and it's just uh, clips from some of our shows, and he puts them to videos, and they're just, they're magnificent. They make me really happy. Recently, we covered um, uh, a nemesis of Superman that not a lot of people remember, Big Bad Hank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you guys should check that out. Oh, he has some very, very mean things to say about yeah. Superman. Lex Luthor is an asshole, but he's never commented on the size of Superman's penis. Yeah, he's penis. never emotionally yeah. hurt Superman exactly. the way Big Bad Hank has. Uh, if you want to hit us up on social media, you can go to twitter.com at yourpopfilter or facebook.com slash yourpopfilter. You can send us your thoughts and stuff and interact with us. Your thoughts and, and prayers. But yeah, mostly, thoughts and prayers. Mostly just read our thoughts. Yeah, read our thoughts yeah. and stuff. Our Twitter is really great, you guys. You definitely need to follow our Twitter. If you want to contact us in a more long-form version, you can go to contactyourpopfilter.com. <laughs> It doesn't have to be more long form. It doesn't have to be a fucking New Yorker article. <laughs> no. Listen, if you send us just New Yorker articles, we're going to take this away. But no, I'm over my free account. Please send us some New Yorker articles. You already read your three this month? Yes. There's still a week of August yeah, left. Slow down, I bud. Parse them out right. What if a Ronan Farrow comes out? Shit. That's yeah, the only one that matters. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to freak you out. Oh, if you want to email us your New Yorker articles or your thoughts on the show, go to contact at yourpopfilter.com and email address and email us your thoughts. Or if you want to do that in an audio format, you can 
Call us at one five six two D R D J P O P. That's one five six two Doctor D J Pop. He's a little robot associate. He takes our calls for us, and then if it's really good, he'll deliver it to us, and we can play it on the show, maybe, or we can just respond to it, or you can, you know, just send it, and we'll figure something out. You just fucking said, if you wanna, twelve times. At no point did you say, "Be my lover." I'm about to fucking explode over here. If you wanna, if you wanna, and one of his arms is a uh, Spice Girls album. And one of his arms is a hit clips from <laughs> 2002 or whatever that comes and from. And his third arm is a hero clicks, Spider Man. Oh. But specifically, Spider Man is Captain Universe. Oh, Ooh, wow. wow. Oh, man. Deep strong. cut hero clicks, bro. That wow. Nice hero clicks. Guys, let's all applaud Mike on his hero clicks reference. <laughs> nice. That's it for the show. Next week, we're going to be talking about the Preacher finale. Hopefully, there will be more. Butt stuff. Hopefully, there will be more butt stuff. For Greg, I'm Taylor. For Taylor, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. This is it. We're butt stuff and we're shitting on the world. Love you, baby. Love you.